Time now for the podcast you've grown to love. It's All That If. With your boy DJ Wig. The crew. Yeah. What's up? It's your man DJ Wick, aka Amazing, aka To Be Amazing. Uh, we got a we got a hell of a show coming to you. I mean, it's it's gonna be good. We got lots of folks up in here. We're supposed to have somebody from the Buffalo Soldiers. We'll get to that, but right now. You know what I mean? Got to give a quick round the room shout out to my man, Big Nasty, who's up up in here. Also, uh, you know what? We always got this dude up in the place, and I love it that he's in here. King Dino is in the house, y'all. Give it up for him. Yeah, man. King Dino, you you, you are in here, right? Uh, thank you, damn it. Thank you. Oh, okay. I, I, I was like, I, I don't know if he's in here or not. I'm like, what, what's wrong? I'm, hey, I'm, I'm just not used to clapping for myself. You gotta, hey, if you ain't gonna clap for yourself, how can you expect somebody else to clap for you? Hey, hey, don't, hey, don't, oh. I love me. You sure? Hey, I'll be yeah. the first person to clap for me. Give it up for, okay, I'll get a, give it up for myself. <laughs> nah. Oh, wait a minute. Look like Dr. Brooks might have slid up in here. Okay, okay. Oh. Dr. Brooks. Hey, hey, Dr. Brooks, you're gonna have to uh we we like to start things on time. So uh we're we gonna go ahead and let Amari uh get get busy one time and then and we'll then we'll head into your neck of the woods. Sound good? I don't know if he can hear me. I it, it sounds like he turned up something. It sounds like he's in a vehicle. Hit 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 mute again. <laughs> we ain't trying to hear all that. <laughs> Hit mute. The <laughs> man, there you go. Good gracious! All right, so uh, we we we, are, we have the pleasure of having a, a Renaissance man, and if if you check out this brother's uh, website, there's no doubt about it. He is he is definitely a a Renaissance man. Who am I speaking of? I am speaking about. Amari uh, Ajanaku. Did I pronounce that right? Ajanaku. Ajanaku. See? There we go. I appreciate you. You know what I mean? There he is. He he, he set me straight, and I and I don't mind that. If, hey, if you recall the last episode, uh, hey, I, I will humble myself in a minute. No, no, no problems. Now, uh, this young brother is out of Oklahoma City, um, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and is doing big things. Paralegal, got a podcast, doing some things with uh, like uh, counseling and stuff like that. But not to th- steal your thunder, um, I want to first of all thank you for joining us on the show that we call All That Ish. Um, but but first off, and I because I think this is so interesting, what does your name mean? Uh, Omari means the highest, close to God, uh, mountaintop. Ajamu means he who fights what he wants, and Ajanaku means free and wealthy people. Wow. It's from East Africa and Kenya. Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So for me, that's like a foundation right there. Right off the top, that's a that's a beautiful foundation. And then to for you to be so busy, please tell us some of the some of the things that 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 you want to highlight as far as those things that you, you you're doing, because you're a busy dude. Uh I mean, the biggest thing for me is the the paralegal, the criminal law office. 
because I feel like that's how a lot of us uh, get caught up in the system. That leads to generational dysfunction because now the the male's not in the household, then you have latchkey children, mm. which means children that control their own uh, security, safety, and well-being when it comes to how they um, their accessibility to the world. Um, that one, legal research, we do criminal justice navigation, um, and we also do navigation, legal research, oh, crime scene processing, not a bachelor's in forensic science and criminal justice. Sheesh. Um, CSI. This, this, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I'm gonna I'm I'm clap for myself as you guys are losing. Man, hey, hey, we'll, hey, we'll hit you off again. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Give it to him. Uh, I think the biggest thing I want people to see is that black excellence, Kelly. I'm not gonna talk about a lot of things, but that that for me is huge because it then it ties into the mental and emotional health. Seeing positive images of, of ourselves that that's just not music, entertainment. Um, that's not crime and violence, um, and it's not movies. Yeah. It's not athletics. It's electricians on there, plumbers on there. Um, it's people with the, their families and their children and on a generational level when it comes to grandparents, the parents, the children too. And I think that's healthy for us, especially for the youth, to build that healthy, the healthy mindset, the healthy narrative. Let's talk about this 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 criminal law thing. The yeah. people's it's called the people's criminal law. Absolutely. Uh, you're a counselor in that counselor slash teacher and try to show folks the benefits of understanding and knowing the law. How, how do you all do that? Like, how do you go, go about, about doing that? Um, the, the counselor and teacher is the nonprofit. That's the Peace First Association. Okay. Uh, the People's Criminal Law, I'm a paralegal with that one. Um, I went to Langston first. I'm going to shout out my HBCU. Oh, do that. I transferred oh. to um, University of Central Oklahoma because I, I knew what I wanted in Langston just didn't have what I needed. So I know in order to help myself, I needed to leave and then come back and boost that program for the next one that was similar to myself. Um, and, and the biggest thing is just making us aware, you know, inform, prepare, prevent. That's the, the, the three-tier program that, that we've adopted. That sounds good. Now, because uh, a lot of times what happens is folks are knee-deep into the system. They are incarcerated, yeah. they are doing time, and now all of a sudden they want to break open law books and understand and figure out, okay, how did I get here? Uh, but, yeah. and by that time it's a bit too late, you know? So I, th- yeah, that's a, that's a great program in itself, but this mental health thing that you, that you brought up as well, what yeah. what is that? What are you calling that again? Oh, that is the mental and emotional counseling. Now it's unlicensed. I mean, it's as candid as a conversation we're having now. Okay. But the reason I put a, a unlicensed in there is if you tell me something that is illegal, and I get subpoenaed or summoned to testify on behalf of that information. If I don't tell everything, then I'm guilty of perjury. And so if I have that, uh, that license, then it's a client, it's a client therapist, um, like privilege that anything you tell me is protected. So I put that unlicensed in there. So people know that the court of law can summon me to tell this information and I have to tell it. Got it. Got it. Understand that King Dino looked like he had his hand up. I don't know what, what you got. Talk to me. No, no, no. I'm just, just, just paying attention, man. Just soaking it all in. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm also glad that you, you know, really, um, to, to put that the license. I don't think people understand when it comes to confidentiality. You yeah. know what, what the limitations are. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important, man. But uh, yeah, man. Nah, just taking it all in, man. One thing about me, I like pressure. I love questions. Because the more specific the question, the more the specific the answer has to be. 
So I love that pressure. Hey, you you mentioned that in a, in the talk that we had before before the show. Uh, I think it was yesterday. No, it was to, it was earlier today. I had said something Absolutely. about. Uh, Hey, I, you know, no pressure. You know, it's, it's the saying that a lot of people say, you know what I'm saying? No pressure, no no worries. And uh, you was like, hey, bring that pressure on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I was like, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Pressure builds diamonds, you know? Uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a good look, man. You, you are busy in all these different things. And in addition to all those different things that you're doing, showcasing black excellence, you're also uh, d- doing this podcast you, you you're doing your own podcast if i'm not mistaken correct uh, yeah my yeah right now i'm taking some time off because i'm focusing on a film a book and a soundtrack they all coincide with each other oh wait uh, a minute I mean, the podcast is, wait 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 let, let's hold up a minute wait a minute a, a film absolutely oh yeah let, let's hear about this film oh yeah yes um it's called uh a letter to my children letter um, the, to the my children was mm-hmm the purpose is uh, my my kids are young right now, and I'm not able to have the the conversation that we're having right now. Okay. And so I said, if I die tomorrow, then what can I leave behind? That kind of mm. prepares them for the things that they're going to face consistently throughout their life, and that's designed to uh, designed to hold them back. It's designed to cause to their detriment. Mm. Um, and so I, I wrote this. It's a letter, essentially. Um, the the major topics we address is um, success and career development. It is uh, communication and relationships, and it's uh, peer pressure and I think I mentioned that conflict resolution. Um, and I mean, essentially, the goal is to be an example. So what I did was I I was making a an album, and I said, okay, how can I weave the album into the film? So I'm taking the album and making it into lyrics, because in my head, if you only um, are attracted to the music that the beat is on, then I failed. Um, I, I feel like I feel from a literary standpoint, they should stand alone strongly and then together. It, it'll make it that much more excellent. Mm-hmm. And so I took the lyrics from it, the literary works and made um, a book, a poetry book. And I speak the poetry book in the film and then within the film, I have the soundtrack. And so it's all interwoven. Gotcha. Man, that, now that sounds like an interesting project. Like, man, I'm trying to yeah, get very, on, yeah. get very intricate. It's, it's very creative, though. I like how you put it all together. That's awesome. Hey, now, when you, if yeah. folks want to reach out to you, they would go to amariaa.com, correct? Everything's there. And that's www.omariaa.com. Man. Hey, I know you're a busy dude, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I, I will ask uh, that that you do this. Uh, what What is one thing that you want listeners to take away uh, uh, from everything that you've said uh, on the show? One thing I want them to take away. Well, I'm going to start with this quote. Uh, the quote is, every step I take toward my death is another step toward my success. Mm. And so I step. And I know that was above a lot of people's heads. With all due respect, I'm going to say it again. I said, every step I take toward my death is another step toward my success. And so I step. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Uh, either you're going to do it or you're not. You have the time. You have the resources. Um, you can watch that YouTube video that's 30 minutes. Or you can sit down in front of a computer and make some intellectual property. Or you can buy those shoes. That's $300, $250. And they make you feel good. And they look nice, too. Don't get me wrong. You get one scuff on them, they're ruined. Or take that same money. Take that same money. Somebody laughed. How dare you? Take that same money and you get a copyright. 
that same money and buy a beat package. That same money you can create jobs for your community so our, our dollar circulates. Yeah. And then you can lead by example making something that that uh, that resonates on a generational level when it comes to uh, uplifting of our kids. Because the youth is watching somebody. They're watching somebody. Yeah. You know, you go on um yeah. on World Star, well, that's where they're gonna be on World Star. YouTube, uh, BET, that's a dangerous one too. And we know what they're gonna see. We know what they're gonna see. And yeah. so instead of seeing that, they can see you. So it's just time to do something about it. Dang. Stand on it. Hey, yeah. I, hey, I, I, did somebody else want to jump in on that before I do? Yeah, I did. I, I want to give my brother some flowers. You know, oh, I, man. Just, I, I just, this is the first time I spoke with you. Uh, I will reach out to you and I want to thank Wig again for, you know, bringing you into our cypher because people like you are needed. But uh, when I'm listening to you speak, um, I'd like to say this to you, brother, you know, I'm a hip hop head. I've been a hip hop head. A lot, a lot of us probably are because we're all kind of like from the same age era. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't do too much of the new stuff, but there is an artist that you guys might be familiar with named J. Cole. Mm. Yeah. And J. Cole has this uh, song on one of his albums. I'm not sure which one, but I've been following him ever since like the mixtapes. Either way. Ooh, that's Friday Night Lights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he has a song on one of his albums called No Role Models. And if you get the gist of that, mm. you're breaking that right now, bro. Because Ooh. you're giving you're giving our youth something that we can look at and say, we do have role models in our community. So mm. appreciate you. Yeah, forever. Appreciate you guys. No doubt. Man, man, hey, I, I know I was laughing on the uh the shoe thing, and only because it had come up in like like our first or second episode, it had it had come up because it's like yo for that with, with that money just like you said you can get all these other things. A LLC is too much is too easy to sit there and oh, go man. ahead and get that and 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 then you can actually truth be told you can write the shoes off as a as a expense. But you know it is what it is, man. I truly truly <laughs> a- appreciate you being on the show. Hey King Dino, did you want to say anything before Amari leaves, man? Man, look I. Man, you, you, man, we could, we could talk for for hours just about. We gonna have to have him back on the show, man. Tell we, we, we got to have him back. I wanna... We got to have him back. But, but I tell you, man, the, the question <laughs> I have is, the question I have is, you know, those of us who are on this call right now, we we talk a lot. Um, we feed off each other. We feed off each other's energy and ideas. And none of us are alone, you know, to to trying to just make make the world and each other better, you know, better. Um. You know, do you have a group of people that you've surrounded yourself with, uh, that you you give feedback, you share ideas, uh, you constantly cipher and 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 develop uh, the, the ideologies and push them out, you know, and, and basically spread the love. Uh, do you do anything like that? Um, consistently, no. I have a few people. I I, I give them. I give them a little leeway, leeway when it comes to their opinion. I mean, I weigh all opinions. Anybody's constructive mm-hmm. criticism I take. What I indoctrinate, that, that's on a different level. I mean, the most important person I talk to is in the mirror. And I close my eyes and, and surround yeah. myself with nothing. And then it comes. Well, I, I, I guess I'm not talking so much about critic Because, I mean, we, we all have different viewpoints, different opinions. But when it comes mm-hmm. down to it, you get to the grassroots of it all. We, we all have very similar ideas. And we hear each other, we understand each other, and we use that energy. So I don't mean necessarily as, you know, um, 
you know, the, the, the bounce back or, or, or the, the criticism, but to keep yourself going, because I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm listening to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I understand the energy that that's got to take. Um, I know that I can reach out to my brothers if I, I need some help and I have, uh, and, and they can help keep pushing me. Do you have that kind of support system? That, that mirror. That's that it. That mirror. Stand alone. If you got it. I have to. Um, well, not, that's not true. That's not true. Um, I looked at my elders of the past. That's what's um, yeah. that's, that's like the civil rights movement. A lot of them, I listen yeah. to some of their speeches and their rhetoric. And then I do my best to gear the content I make in a similar, in a similar direction. But at the same time, I have to stand a little different because the times are different and I have to adjust. Um, yeah, the biggest thing yeah. is the elders of the past and ultimately myself, because when I pass, I'm going to be held accountable by myself for what I do and say and don't say and, and do say. So that's just what it has to be for me. Mm. Okay. Hey. Nothing wrong like with that. that, man. Hey, we want to appreciate, we appreciate you coming. We just want to thank you again for uh for for blessing us with your with your presence, man. Real talk. And I don't mean yeah, that in the most I don't no, mean that in a cliche guys, way at at all. You know what I mean? It was it's been a great conversation. I hope it's not the last one. Uh hey, you're a welcome guest, man. Anytime, man. Just just uh just hit us up and let us know what's popping, man. That's what I'll do. Hey, appreciate, appreciate it. it. And and Wig, can you can you please one more time if you haven't already uh make sure you put out his information uh so we can all okay, check that out and uh Oh yeah. Know, I, I think it, this was definitely a blessing, man. I, I appreciate you know, you just spend that time, man. It just gave me a different perspective, you know, just from the get go. So I appreciate you, brother. Indeed. I'll put his information out again. Hey, just so folks know, uh it is the website is www.amariaa.com. Uh, I'll put it in the uh in the comments as well. So Amari, appreciate you coming out, man. And uh and and we thoroughly enjoyed your presence, man. Hey, thank you guys for having me. All right, man. Man, and just like that, man. I'm telling you, good brother. Hey, we got to do this real quick, though. We got some 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 issues with people trying to get up in here, but I got to do this move right here. Real real talk. It's not gonna it's not gonna take too long. Uh oh, did it? it oh, he finally made his way up in here. That's good. Though. Oh man, who we got up in here? We we got. King Dino. He is in the building. Yes, sir. Henny Love from Upper Bath. Good evening, fellas. Good evening. Dr. Brooks, a.k.a. Macaroni Tony. Cad. All right. So now he, look, look, now he don't want to say nothing. Hey, who else? Oh, wait a minute. Who else in here? I know they, who was that? What? We got a we got a, a special guest. We got a special guest. Oh, okay. I saw something. I was like, wait a minute. Who, who this is? I don't know that name. <laughs> hey, hey. Before, hey. Before we before we talk about our guest, I do have to shout out uh, Big Nasty, who's also in the building. He ain't, we ain't got the British chick to hook him up yet, but it, <laughs> but it's coming. It's it's, it's West, coming. West, y'all. West, West. We good. Hey, the West. <laughs> How about when you hit me with the roll call? I'm screaming, yeah, yeah, but my shit was on mute. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Y'all couldn't hear that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? gosh. This dude. <laughs> What's good, man? 
introduce our, it, it, just introduce our guest. Hey, but you know what? Before you do that, I'm all over the place here. Henny, did you hear the young brother that was on uh, just a second ago? I, I guess he was having technical difficulties. No, I was actually cooking French fries for my children. Oh. Um, but I wanted, I was trying to get on here before he got off. And no, unfortunately, I was not able to. I thought he was going to be on here. By the time I got on here, but I guess y'all kind of wrapped up that segment before then. Yeah. Good? Yeah, man. Man, that hey, that dude's a force, man. Yo, you got sounded gotta... excellent. I actually snuck up in here myself and caught the tail end. Um, Pause. Hey, I loved your question to him, and even though I was like on five minutes of the conversation, I was blown away by his answer. So yeah. we definitely got to have it back. Yo, man, dude. Up, Yo, when you when you sit there and you look at like. I don't want to say check his resume, but when you look at what he's doing, and and I think that's a big part of it. Like you can get all the accolades you want to get, but if you're not doing shit with him, then it, it's just like okay, and it don't yeah. really mean nothing. But when you yo, my man is he's pounding the pavement. He's even stepping in some areas where he might not have it all together. Like in the case when he was talking about the licensure and all that, but he's doing what he can do and letting folks know that, Hey, if this were to happen, because I don't have this, Hey, I might have to, I might have to go ahead and tell him, you know what I mean? But he's yeah, trying to do something. It's like, I wanted, I wanted to get in there and, you know, ask him some questions. Cause I'm, you know, I was looking, you know, throughout his website and it seemed like he had, he had a lot of, you know, just great information in general in yeah. regards to, you know, tackling you know a lot of the issues you know that that our folks are having within our community. So, but yeah, that's that's a huge foul on me, man, because this is you know probably one of the one of the main dudes that I you know I wanted to hear um, speak. So I guess I'll have to I'll have to catch him when when you actually release the podcast. So that's cool. No doubt, no doubt. All right, I'm Dr. Brooks. Dr. Brooks, not the. I, I'm sorry I cut you off. I did you. I did a Kanye on you. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna let you speak. <laughs> I appreciate you letting me speak. <laughs> you, you realize Macaroni Tony speaks when he wants. Let's just establish that. But um, only when it's his turn. Shit, man. I will fly down there. I have slapped six people today. Oh, Don't my... be number seven. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. oh. I would just like, you know, he's... Dino's too muscular. I find somebody that look like him that's skinnier, tape it, slap the shit out of him, keep it moving. Gotcha. And they'd Share have to be tied up. Paper. They'd have to be tied up too, right? They'd be like, you see what he did to Dino? Like, Hell yeah, you saw what he did. Okay, in all seriousness, uh, so I want to introduce this next brother here. Oh, man. He is the president of the Buffalo Soldiers of Seattle. The number one rated Buffalo Soldier Program in the nation. Hey. The amount of stuff that this program does is through the roof. They're a 501c3. They do everything from equestrian therapy to youth mentoring, school assemblies, military events, colors, event, sporting events. Yes, I, they just got back from damn Hollywood, California, doing the damn thing. These brothers is everywhere. So I wanted to, especially for Black History Month, but really for American history, uh, present to you guys Jordan Newbill, president of the Buffalo Soldiers of Seattle. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for having me on here. Nick, 
Nick says all that, but uh, he's part of the group too. He was there. <laughs> he let, I, I was there though. I was there. <laughs> he, he, he's there for pretty much all of it. He left that part out. But man, thank you guys for having me on the podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on here with you. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, man, the Buffalo Soldiers. Uh, we man. Soldiers, I'm gonna just yeah, add. I'm gonna just ask straight oh, up yeah. and down. What what? Like I'm 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 playing devil's advocate, so please don't don't beat me in the head. I I know what y'all are, but if I was a uh, listener and I just don't even I don't even know, like who who are y'all? All right, so us as a group, we are a like Nick said, a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization that teaches history, horsemanship, and outdoor skills, and we use equine therapy and that history, horsemanship, and outdoor skills to promote mental health awareness in our communities. Oh, wow. Wow. The Buffalo Soldiers in a whole were the first all-black units in the United States military. So we're all familiar with the brothers that fought in the Civil War and all that good stuff, but uh, they weren't actual paid soldiers. You couldn't turn the military into your profession, per se. I'm pretty sure, I don't know I know we have at least one veteran here on the podcast, and he turned the military into a profession, a career. Uh, the Buffalo Soldiers were the first group of African-Americans who could do that. So uh, pretty much after the Civil War ended, you had two options as a black man. You could either pretty much stay a slave, which mm. was a sharecropper, or you can go and join the military, and you can learn to read, write. You can get all the skills that the military has to offer. And uh, you can make some money. You can make some money that you could then turn around and put into your community and into your family, which a lot of brothers did back then. You know, uh, the the Tulsa, Oklahoma's and the Rosewoods and Mm. these prominent black communities Mm -hmm. were built on the backs of soldiers, Buffalo soldiers, Mm. because we had the work, the resources to be able to do that coming out of slavery. Uh, So it's a little bit about who the uh, Buffalo Soldiers actually were. The the history actually spans from 1866 until 1952. So Buffalo Soldiers didn't end that long ago. And uh, what ended it, of course, was uh, desegregation. So as the military and the America started to desegregate, it, uh, it, it became the end of groups like the Buffalo Soldiers. But I know we all hear about like the Red Tails and mm-hmm. the Harlem Hellfighters and these uh, groups of black soldiers that did amazing things for our country. Well, they all fall under the realm of Buffalo Soldiers because the Buffalo Soldiers were the uh, the units that were segregated. Now, I do want to add that Buffalo Soldiers had the lowest, the lowest military desertion and court martial rates of their time. Yes, they did. That that, yes, that did. says a lot, my dude. That says a that, lot. That says a lot, but when you put it in the context where you were, they had the lowest desertion rate, but also they were treated the worst. They were they lived in the worst conditions. They were treated the worst. The, mm-hmm. the same towns and people that they were saving, they couldn't go into that town and sit at a bar and have mm-hmm. a drink, a bite to eat, or lay your head in a hotel. Uh, but yet and still, you had something that you were fighting for, which wasn't just those people, but your people, your community. You were fighting to build something, uh, to to become 
more than what you were, which was a slave. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, they, they did some amazing things. And then also, like you said, they had the lowest desertion rate, but there was also no account of any atrocity. So these brothers mm-hmm. never went and raped, plundered, and pl- pillaged. Uh, they never killed innocent people. Uh, they had outstanding military careers. Yeah, that's what's up right there. I I do like it, we we're we're in Black History Month, and it's important that we know the her- heritage in which uh, things come from. Uh, your organization now has that that rich, they're they're steeped in that rich heritage. The question that I have is, when people think of you now. What are the things that they need to be thinking? You're doing the horsemanship thing. You're doing things to support mental health. How can folks uh, get in that, either as a as a supporter or as someone who needs the, that that sort of thing? Man, so we're always always looking for new members and people to come out and get into some of our programs. You can always visit our website uh, soldier Seattle.com or shoot us an email at Seattle10thCav at gmail.com and uh, man, come out and be a part of the, some of the things that we have going on within uh, our youth camps or coming out and learning about horses and, and getting that peace of mind uh, getting away from the big city and and you know, getting out to the country and getting that relaxation Uh so yeah, yeah. The best way to become a part of this is to just hit us up on the website, and uh, you know that link comes to to either myself or one of the other members, and we kind of just gear you in on on how to become a member or whatever you're looking for within the realms of what we do. Got it. Okay, we'll make sure to put those links uh in the in the write up and the and in the comments and so forth. Uh, does somebody want to want to jump in there? Somebody from the crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, plenty of us do. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, shoot a man. Hey, this is uh, this is uh, Henny Love. I just I just wanted to know what made you want to join. You know the organizations. I mean, I know myself. I I love black people, black history, all of that. Like my my wife, um, she had a grandfather that was a Tuskegee Airman. So, you know, when when Brooks said he was going to you know bring you on, I was extremely elated so I, I just wanted to know kind of like what is your background and what it is and what and why did you want to join the organization all right well man uh believe it or not i've been part of this organization since the young age of seven years old my brother so i kind of grew up in the organization our organization started uh back in 1993 uh with a group of gentlemen here in the seattle area and they were just kind of bringing the history and the horses uh, into the city and, and kind of just, you know, teaching the folks in the city about horsemanship and, and the history of the Buffalo Soldiers. Uh, well, me being a young guy, I've always had a thing and loved, you know, the Western culture, cowboys, riding horses and doing that sort of stuff. So um, that's how I got involved, man. I joined up as a cadet. We have a cadet program. So. I joined up as a cadet myself and started learning about the history and the Buffalo Soldiers. And and as I got older, you know, I mean, I, I, I ran track, played football, played basketball. Uh, you know, I, I've lived a life uh, and, and done a lot of things. But my life 
you know, I've always had that passion for horses. So it brought me back to the organization. And uh, as I got older, I began to see what we could really become and what we could really do in the community and ways that we can really just start to help our people. You know, we're all, we all need outlets and, um, you know, some of the outlets that we have right now aren't really the most positive things. Yeah. And uh, we're not all going to make it playing football. We're not all going to make it mm-hmm. playing basketball and doing those sort of things. Factory. And then once you get a little bit older and you don't have that no more, you don't really have those outlets. You don't, you're just kind of just going in a circle. You're going to work, you're coming home and you're going to work and you might go out to the club and you might take a trip somewhere. And you know, who knows, your, your next outlet might be women and you're just lost in women or you're lost in, in, in going to the club and drinking or smoking or whatever. So this right here gives people another outlet. And there's so many different things that you can do within our organization. So it's like, okay, I might not be too into the horses, but man, I love to barbecue and I love to hang out with the fellas. So I might come out to the ranch and barbecue and hang out with the fellas. Or man, I love camping. So, you know, I might just do kind of the camping thing or, man, I just like being out in the community and and, and teaching people stuff. So that might be my passion within the organization. Uh, So, yeah, man, that's how I, that's how I got into it was just, you know, the passion for the horses and then just growing up doing this and getting away from it and then needing that outlet, you know? Cool. Thanks. Oh, does Brooks really know how to ride a horse? (laughs) See, I was about to ask. (laughs) (laughs) He does this for real. This ain't ain't no game, you know? He does this for real. Everything from riding in grand entry to rodeos to parades to, man, trying to ride through a mob of crazy people in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Uh, you know, he, he's done it. So, yeah, yeah, he's one hell of a horseman. He can, he can handle it, for sure. Dang, how do y'all put up with him, though? How do we put up with him? Wow, that's a good one. Uh, believe it or not, he is, he's he's actually our, uh, what's your title again? Whatever. I'm the community He, he gave himself that damn title. You know he did. I don't know. Oh no, he's, uh, he's, he's a few of our members' um, um, censor person. <laughs> you know, no. he kind of keeps us in line where we don't start saying too much crazy stuff out there. Bro, I don't believe uh, that. What? I don't believe that. <laughs> no, nah, our group, man, we have a ton of fun. We have a ton of fun, man. We, as as serious as everything that we do is, you know, we keep it very lighthearted. We're always cracking. Jokes, having fun, and man, just having a ball. So, you know, it all, it I all ties in together I, with uh, with all of his annex. <laughs> hey, well, curious. I, so, so I, so I got a question. Uh, what kind of difficulties do you guys run into, whether it be um, outreach, or do you ever have hurdles to jump over that kind of makes what you do difficult? The question. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, man, honestly, oh, oh man, so, sound like we losing them. Losing them. And most things that we do and do what we do, our our presence is such 
and such a powerful presence and and the message is is very powerful and uh and yeah man so it, it it's no there's not really too many hurdles uh one of the biggest things that we do get is people are kind of don't know the history so they think that it was just they see the cavalry uniforms and they hear buffalo soldiers and they just think that buffalo soldiers just went to war with native americans and that's that's not the truth you know they did encounter native americans uh but most of the time it was to keep the peace between the natives and the settlers that was crossing onto their land mm. or it was to keep the peace between the natives mm. and the government because the government was not keeping their promises that they made to the natives which then again made them mad mm. which would make them go out and raid a uh, a wagon train that's coming across the plains that sound like the what soldiers, they be doing now go ahead hey you y'all go talk to them <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's the same mess they doing that now yeah, so, so, so pretty much they would send the black soldiers in and the soldiers would, would, you know, it was the peacetime. It was peacetime. So the soldiers went in and kept the peace uh, between the natives and the settlers. And, and, and with them doing that, of course, they would end up sometimes having to gauge into physical conflicts with either the natives or the settlers. Uh, so, yeah, could you imagine a, a group of black men given the power to go tell a white family or a group of white men, hey, you guys can't be here right now. This is the natives' land, and you guys need to move off of this land. Uh, yeah, it might be a little bit of trouble. So, yeah. Man. Did, did you share with them where the name Buffalo Soldiers come from? Yeah, so there's actually a few different uh, stories about how the Buffalo Soldiers got their name. But uh, they got their name from the Cheyenne Native Americans. One of those stories goes, uh, it was the winter time, and these soldiers had on these great buffalo robes, and the Native Americans saw them in the distance, and as they got closer and closer to these soldiers, the soldiers disrobed, so they took off their robes, and they could see that they're soldiers, and then the soldiers had brown skin, and they had dark brown eyes that resembled the buffalo. Then they noticed that, you know, most of us brothers, we have beards and goatees, and that's uh, kind of like the buffalo. And our hair is curly and soft and, and woolly, which also reminded the Native Americans of the buffalo. Well, then again, when you back us into a corner, we fought hard. We fought harder. And we were very courageous, like the buffalo. There's plenty of stories where it goes to show uh, it'll be 10 buffalo soldiers against 50 and those buffalo soldiers would fight hard and they would force whatever adversary they were facing into our defeat and uh, all of those things reminded the those Cheyenne Native Americans of the buffalo and there became the name the buffalo soldiers because the buffalo is one of the most revered animals for um native and indigenous so that let them know they kind of revered our fighting skills too because they was like you can mess with them white troops you see them damn buffalo soldiers you might not want to get them up because them niggas is for real (laughs) (laughs) oh god 
I'm a podcast on, man, because y'all, y'all pop, you know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to be real, real professional here. You know oh, I'm sorry. I forgot we was on. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I have a question. All right, Cad. Cad got a question. What's good? Yeah. Um, Two-part question. Um, oh, damn. Oh, be quiet. Hush. <laughs> No, I was just curious with the horseback factor. I know that there is a African-American horseback group in Philadelphia. Do you have any partnerships with them? And the second part of my question was, um, you know that we're based here in Seattle. I live here too. And I was just curious if you were, if there was ever talked about or discussed about expanding to have other chapters uh, across the country. Hello? Hello? Uh-oh. Gee, you still there? Yeah, I'm. Who me? You sound uh, like you're getting kidnapped. Yeah, it's, it's getting a little rough. <laughs> Having some technical difficulties. Blink twice if they got you. <laughs> okay, so you know what? Until he comes back, I'll kind of answer that. There are multiple Buffalo Soldier chapters in the U.S. and they're in different areas. And they all have different things they do. Like we ride horses and there are a couple that ride horses, but most of them are, I'm not trying to throw no shade. It's like real old dudes that just wear uniforms and go and kind of chill out and make and have a presence. Whereas we roll, we ride down on people 10, 15 deep on a horseback with McClellan saddles, which is the same saddles they wore they or they used then with all the authentic garb and just representing and, and holding it down for um holding it down for that legacy and that memory. Mm. So we are partnered, like we're not partnered with anyone in Philly directly, but we do get partnerships with um the Black Cowboy Association in Oakland. Um we just came back from California, we're, we're partnered with the Thompson Cowboys. I don't know if you heard of them. We're partnered with uh, Buffalo uh-huh. we LA. Like, we rock with these groups. Like, we really rock. And sometimes it's surreal when we we're just down in LA. We're down there with the cast of Yellowstone and um, what's that dude named Glenn? Oh my God, I'm having a memory dump. He's on uh, Grey's Anatomy. It's a lot of black cowboys down there. And we're down near Woodham. And then everybody's turn and start taking a bunch of pictures of us like we the stars. And then after all them pictures is taken, then all the our regular people start coming and taking pictures of us. And you all know me. I'm like, whoa, you know, I don't think I'm really no star like that. But man, shut up. But it's really <laughs> that hey, ain't deep. Anyway, that ain't that's why I was so rudely interrupted. Um <laughs> But yeah, so we're, we're really out there. Buffalo Soldiers of Seattle is really preserving the legacy, and they really will ride down. We've marshaled uh, Mardi Gras parades, uh, African-American history parades, Shreveport. I mean, we're, we're like all over. We're all over. And we're one of the only groups that goes around that can hold it down like this. And I hope that there's more. But right now, we're the only one of the only ones. And by the way, there is a... Um, a Buffalo Soldiers History Museum in Tacoma. 
And but there's a really big badass one down in Houston. That's that's where the really badass one is. But yeah, so we definitely do our thing out there. Yeah. So, Cad, I know you want to get involved, but I think you got to have a a real beard. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh, none. All natural, son. Get at me. Hey. Hey, hit him with that oil, son. Nah, me. Exactly. <laughs> Spray. Right. The, the official Buffalo Soldier bombs that you're going to give him. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, bro. Hey, I'll make a special gent, son. Do y'all ever Dr. Take, Brooks, take answer. Do y'all ever take place in any of like those like, reenactments and things that, that folks no, have? No, no, no. That is not what we are. We are not Civil War reenactors or nothing like that. We are a living history group. So we take all the stuff. We take Buffalo pelts, Mm -hmm. take all the stuff. And we like a pop-up shop. We'll set up where we're requested. We don't care if it's K through 12, a college, a university, um, a community center, wherever. And we bring that history to people so that they can touch it, see it and feel it. And it's real. And for a lot of young folks, um, if they're in the hood, y'all know how it is. If you're in the hood where they do the most good and you think that your life is supposed to be what you see immediately around you. And then you learn, oh, damn, there's some brothers on horseback and they're not like weird. They're not offshoots. It's like people like you. You can see me, touch me. You can yeah. be there. Your life can be more than whatever you see, right? If it's drugs or gangs or 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 fashion or whatever you there are other options it ain't gotta be the streets it ain't gotta be horses either you could just become a damn plumber but you're not trapped in the hood there's more out there and so we get that feedback all the time we have done appearances at schools and we've gotten um feedback and surveys where the teachers are like our our students of color changed after there's a before y'all and an after y'all and and the students it impacts them and mm-hmm. so that's really what it's about where you actually touching somebody and you get that reward of seeing them come up or seeing them change or seeing them become a new person or take another route that's really where the bubble happens so yeah don't get don't get it twisted i i love and for me it's it's a reward because it's my community. We're based in my community. So I go back like Saturday. We had the People Center. I know yeah, it's just a big community center full of black folks. And we're up there. And my uncle, the outlaw, he got a uh, a whip he cracks. And people listen. And we start spitting the history and, and, and letting them know your life is more. And hopefully, rather it's a day or 10 years in a day, we see or feel the effects that we reached somebody. So, and yeah, and we hell of cowboys too. How often are y'all able to like hold the youth program camps? Well, you know, in Washington, the weather's a little soggy. So in summer, we tend to go a little harder, but we do it all year, but it kind of really picks up in the summer where kids, um, are on uh, summer vacation and then they come down to the camp and they do activities. And believe it or not, we don't just teach them equestrian stuff and put them in touch with horses because it's important to touch an animal like that because that animal don't care what hood you from. It don't matter what set you bang. The animal don't care what you do. 
You better have good energy or it's going to kick the shit out of you. You understand? <laughs> better have, better yeah. have them carrots. So, and, and so people learn, wow, all the socioeconomic bullshit I go with on the real day to day, don't matter. The horse just wants to be fed, loved, petted, taken care of, watered, whatever. So during the summer is when we really kick them programs up. And we have kids from all over the region. Um, I think we have a metropolitan population of about 5 million. So we have kids coming everywhere from Seattle to Tacoma. And I know you guys may not be able to um, picture that as far as like on a map or whatever, but we, you know, we cover about a 60 mile radius of just active participants. Then, then like we did weekend before last, we go all off deep into the state to um, like youth camps where they're in detention and we talk to them and um, make appearances for at, at prisons and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. we're hella active. I know the pandemic kind of slowed us just a little bit, but we're back in these streets, baby. <laughs> That's what's up. So as far as like if folks, and I don't know if everybody's already asked, but if like folks want to make donations and things of that nature, how can they do that? There is, so on our website, on buffalosoldiersofseattle.com, there is a donate button at the bottom of the page. And because we're a 501c3, all donations are tax deductible. So you just got to request a receipt. And that's one of the many ways to do it. I think I think on our um, Facebook and Gram pages, we may have buttons too. I'm not sure about those ones. I'm not 100% sure. So don't kill me for that one. But definitely on our website, there's a way to donate. Cool. Bam. Everybody else. So, I'll be serious. I, I I you, if, if you come hey. in, go ahead. I was about to say, in um, Cleveland, what, what kind of, so, so let's say you have a group of friends uh, as such um, that would say, hey, what can we do to help as far as being there in person? Are there volunteer opportunities? For people like I don't know anything about horses, but I do know about kids and mentoring them. Um, is there any kind of space for anything like that? So we are still crafting the pandemic kind of threw us for a loop because everything went to distance, right? So we did some Zoom appearances and stuff, but we couldn't. I mean, we have we do it with real horses, so that it complicated things. Now that the pandemic is kind of easing up. And some of these mass mandates and travel mandates and everything is easing up. We're in the process of putting together a schedule right now with groups from like, I know Seattle School District is trying to have camps with us. So we're still building. So anyone that is interested can definitely on our website, hit us up and let us know. Well, actually, we'll ask questions of what it is that you do that we can incorporate into what we can offer to the youth and we're in the middle of creating like a rolodex of people that we can contact i know for instance we're looking for a first aid instructor that can not just teach first aid but certify someone else on first aid because that's a a service we'd like to offer and that's something that just landed on our plate here recently so at buffalosoldiersofseattle.com, there is a page where you can um, click on the tab and let us know that you're interested. 
appreciate gotcha, that. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's what's up. Like that. I think Cleveland had something to say. He just jumped up in here and expected to talk, but uh, <laughs> I guess. No, I was, I was, I was wondering, like, like, can I join? No. Next question. No, of course you can. <laughs> of course you can. You know, so when you think about the Buffalo Soldiers and the fact that they're an all-black group, it wasn't by choice. They didn't have a choice. They rock like that. And um, they usually had a white officer. So while it was basically an all-Black group, there was a white officer there. What that means? Not much. It's 2022. Come on. But we we don't have, we have members of every um, ethnicity. We have every gender. Um, so no, we our group is not worried about the the ethnic background of who wants to join. It's more about preserving the legacy. Mm-hmm. And you're not just preserving black history, you're preserving American history. Factory. And so that's that's that fire right there. Cause really, uh whatever race I was, if I'm an American, I'm touting a group like Ninth and Tenth Cavalry as this is like the best America has to offer. How do you give somebody nothing and they just march from damn Texas all the way to the Pacific ocean <laughs> and open doors. Yeah. That's because, because they was real about it. And, you know, there's a, a lot that can be said. I don't know how much black cowboy history y'all know. Um, I don't know how much of our interaction and our relationship with natives y'all know about, but it's a very complex relationship with natives and the Buffalo soldiers it's hell. It's a complex relationship with the United States and Manifest Destiny just saying to hell with it. We're taking this entire thing from ocean to ocean. Mm. But it doesn't make the Buffalo Soldiers' contributions to this country any less significant. And they were badasses. They were patented badasses. America loves badasses. And they have some. Facts. Or as we like to say, factory. Basically... For Cleveland, he's going to be the Buffalo Soldier cook. That's it. No. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he'd be putting them little dishes and so I think he can cook real well. So he might have no choice. That's it might be his special power. You never see no Chamorans on a horse. They got horses in Guam. <laughs> nah, we got water uh, buffalo, though. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> you got, you got hey, water. water buffalo out there. That's what's up. He for real with it. Hey. Buffalo, buffalo Soldier for real. Wild they, pig, but they got wild, spam. They got, hey, they got, that, yeah, they got yeah. that wild pig, but you don't want to try and ride one of those. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you tried it already, <laughs> didn't you? Uh bruh. <laughs> <laughs> said, bruh. That's a long story. Bruh. Bruh. Mm-hmm. You don't need to charge. You don't need to charge on one of them things. <laughs> hey man, I appreciate you and you and G. Uh he got he got kicked off. Uh we lost. Yeah, we lost, lost him. Us. He hey, but awesome. man, I, I I can't tell you that that's like it's a beautiful thing. Like, and the one of the biggest things that that you said that it was like that very very big was the fact that it's not just Black history; it's American history, and that point can't be can't be made enough, or at least attempted right. to be made enough. Um, it, it's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. Yeah, you know, you know, so. Hey, how's everybody doing? Because we kind of just jumped right into these interviews, man, which is a good thing. I'm not mad, but how's everybody doing, man? Everybody's good. Bubba, just man. some historical context. Um, I remember HBO started to cut you off, Dina. 
but HBO not that long ago did a movie called Buffalo Soldiers uh, with Danny Glover. So I'm not sure if they mm-hmm. started in the catalog, mm-hmm. but that's definitely something for the listeners that want to know a little bit more of the backstory. Mm-hmm. Probably be in a good starting place. Cool. Hey, do you know? Uh, well, I'll, I'll take a look real quick to see, like, uh, if it's anywhere else. But it, was it a H- HBO specific, specific joint? They made it themselves, or what? Yeah. Okay. It was an HBO joint. All right, so it's probably on yeah. HBO, HBO Max. All right. True. Cool. Cool. Somebody else was about to say something. No, no. You was asking how everybody's doing, man. I'm, bro. I'm back from vacation. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Buying buying turkey legs at Disney and stuff. <laughs> man, Disney is crazy. Disney was crazy. Yeah, I bet. A lot of fun though, man. Good good time. Five days, kids. That's fun what's up, man. Florida. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. Hey, you, trips you, you are gotta do it, man. Trips are, are about that business. I don't know about y'all coming up. I didn't get a lot of stuff, but then once in a while we there was these trips, whether it was a uh family reunion or or some, some some kind of gathering like that, you know what I mean? Where it was just like, if, yeah. if even if it was like, hey, you going to spend time with your grandparents for the summer, it was it was a huge thing. It was a big thing, and I think people kind of got away from that. Everybody's like in their rooms playing video games, or you just buy folks, you, you throw a bunch of stuff at people, and nobody's. I know COVID has has messed a lot of stuff up, but even before then, people weren't going on trips like they could have and should have, you know? Yeah. Man, you, you got to, man. You got to sometimes, I mean, we all work so hard to, to to get the things we want, get the things we have and maintain those things. And we kind of forget to, one, be 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 children again sometimes. We forget to dream. We forget to play. You know, so it's it's nice when you get to get out and, you know, you don't got to go anywhere. Like 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 I said, we went to Disney, um, but it, it, it doesn't matter, man. Just getting away from your everyday normal thing, get your kids, get family out to go and see something different. Yeah. That that's so important, you know. That that travel is it's a it's another type of education. So yeah, yeah, man, get get on it. Yep, yep. Henny, what's up, man? Shit, I just started. Uh, <laughs> my last class, man. I'm taking my last uh, oh, journalism shit. course. And then, um, that's what's up. All right, I get this damn degree so I can get this shit over with. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, get that, get that thing. Yeah, why? She gets her, she gets her, um, her diploma this month actually. So, she's done as well. Get them papers, man. Get all out. Congrats, congrats. Yeah, Jim, thanks, man. It was good. Added, it was good that's, it's that added credibility. Yeah, you know what I mean. Justifying, uh, you know, validating my skill set. So. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta justify ourselves constantly. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> if, as so bad as it way. is, we gotta do it. To do it. Hey, the uh, if anybody else did, anybody else want to say how they were doing? Everybody good? Everybody good? If if not, we're gonna move on. I just want to say, health is wealth, fellas. Health is wealth. It's my first podcast since getting out of the hospital. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's what's up. That's all for everybody who didn't know. uh, Cad was uh, having a beard transplant. And uh, he, <laughs> I'm messing with you, man. It was actually some serious stuff, but it's not it's not for me to uh, put his business out there. But we are happy that you are back with us and you are uh, healthy. Sometimes stuff like that can can quickly put things back into perspective. So appreciate it. Really right. quickly. <laughs> really quickly. Blessings. Hey, uh, this is Mike, a.k.a. Big Nasty. Big Nasty. I'm not. 
I'm not gonna lose the moniker. I guess it's never gonna never. go away. You I'm didn't had that shit since '97. <laughs> yeah, I was I was 18, man. Come on, hey, can we let that go? <laughs> it's not. You want me? Hey, do you want me to let it go? Tell nah, the truth. Nah, all, all right, cool. Big nasty it is. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> okay. Well, the way I tell the story when people ask me why he called you Big Nasty, it was because I did have Big Nasty up. So at least it's for a good reason. I could jump out the gym. Yeah. I have no jump shot, but I could dunk the ball. <laughs> Facts. Factory. Excuse me. Sorry about that, Henny. Yeah. So that's factory. Um. I did want to chime in. I'm doing well. Thanks, thanks um, for the opportunity to speak on that. I'm highly favored and blessed. I like to say that let's not forget about some of the events going on in the world. Our brothers in the Ukraine right now. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Um, oh, we talking about Okay, it. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I just definitely, um, I've been praying on it. And, you know, that, that could spill over into our nation in a heartbeat. So let's not act like... Uh, we don't we don't stick our nose in other people's business. That's mm. what we do as a country. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. See, he going in the direction that we gonna go in with it too. But but it is what it is. We had a lengthy. Well, let's go with it. We had a lengthy. <laughs> I, I, we gonna get to that. I want to end with that because that's that's like super heavy. Something that's not as heavy is uh, this thing that we were talking about. We at, we I actually put it in the group, and there was. You know what? I'm gonna just I'm gonna just play it. Check check this out. Check this out. I just wanna tell y'all something really quick. Cavities come before Gucci bags. Mm-hmm. Side teeth come before a Gucci belt. Mm-hmm. If you can't fully smile without kind of trying to cover your smile, your priorities are messed up. If you are walking around with name brand Gucci, Prada, Chanel, whatever your choice is, your priorities are effed up. I just want to let y'all know that y'all try too hard to try to fit in with people. You might want to get your cavities fixed, get your side teeth fixed, get you a little implant, you know, get you a little Michael Kors bag for now until you can really afford to be that person, okay? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, man. It didn't help that she had her teeth together either. And, you know, she presented herself very well. See, that's, very the, well. that's the old man way of saying, Dad, she was fine in a mug. <laughs> <laughs> she presented herself very well. Yeah. But she, well, I, I kinda, she makes a good feel, point. I kind of feel... I kind of feel body shamed right now, though, because, you know, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, my God. Don't, don't do that. I was going to run with it. Okay, so the comedian in me, in me will come out, right? I was going to say, well, you know, I, I used to have money for a Gucci belt, but then my teeth fell out. Can I trade my Gucci belt for my new tooth? No, that ain't that ain't <laughs> happening. But But, I mean, honestly, there's, I mean, she makes a more than valid point. Who doesn't know that? See, and that's the shameful part of it all. The fact that she felt compelled to sit there and put this out. I just feel like she's just doing a social media thing. Like you think? I know. I was about to say this isn't news. You think? It's 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 not. She just talked. I don't. I I don't know that that's that far off though, because I know too many people. Too many rocking material possessions. Too many, and they chief is jizzed. Yeah. Oh. Look, 
But look, man, being macaroni pony, you run into those types. <laughs> those are the ones he's seeking out. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that's supposed to mean. That you trying to but, put them out, put them out there on the but, circuit. <laughs> but I know people. No, I I know men and women whose teeth is fucked up. Well, not this just teeth. Had, this is because oh. they ain't had twenty years of free dental. Yeah, just they, look, look, not look, look, not <laughs> I, not just teeth. Y'all ain't even have a choice to have jacked up grills, or you's gonna go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think look, I'm I'm pretty sure that was and I hope, you know, that was just some kind of metaphor, man. I think, you know, I think we all understand what she's saying. You know, what are our problems? No, it's not a metaphor. She's really saying quit spending your money on bullshit and fix your teeth. And just just healthcare in general, I think is is, <laughs> right. is the thing. And, that, and, I, and, that, and that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I mean. It ain't you know, no metaphor. Taking, taking care of ourselves, are we taking care of somebody else, you know, somebody else becoming millionaires off of something we don't need or why are we not investing in ourselves? Yeah, Absolutely. we're not. We're buying trash. We're, and here's, here's the thing. We're buying other people's trash that don't care nothing about us. There's yeah, man, right. so many different was, people. Money. <laughs> well, no, there's so many different people in fashion and in everything else that we, that, that are us. Yes. Yeah. People ain't even buying it. They're financing it. <laughs> They're charging hey, it on a credit card. I'm going to tell you something, and I guarantee you everyone you probably knows that this is true. In my gym, in the gym that I train at, I mean, we got a bunch of people who are, I won't even say rich, I will say wealthy. Mm. I will say wealthy. And don't none of them walk around with that stuff on, man. They walk around in Gap, you know, Old Navy t-shirts, jeans, you know, you you would never know. You know, yeah. it's so so unassuming. You know, they they invest their money into to more money. You know that that's it. You know, they're like, we don't got time for that. I mean, I, right. I definitely get that, man. It's it's you know, it's it's like, it, it, are you is it for show or is it for go? Which one? Mm. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I like I, I get it. Yeah, I like I like to add this this element into the conversation because there there is a fact that. Our history here in America, I, I'm, I am one of those brothers, when I look at my people, I go to the root cause, okay? So I'm a root cause type, investigation type, dig deep, dig behind the scenes and find out why we really are the way we are. And slavery has a lot to do with this, y'all. Mm-hmm. A yeah. huge deal to do with our, our self-worth as people. And with us being the people that we are and what we've come from and with us always being told that we're less than, we feel the need to show people that we are something. And then it comes out a lot of times in this, in this way that the lady was speaking about is we're vanity. We're slaves still. We're vanity slaves now. Mm. We're vanity slaves. We're, we want to show somebody, whoever it is, whether it's our own people or white people or whoever, somebody has to see that we have something and we're not nothing. Mm. Yeah, that is yeah. a direct. That is a direct, direct. Um, what you call it? Fallout from what we've been through as a people. This is part of our PTSD, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm, no disagreements here. Mm-mm. None. Rich. None. <laughs> but I, I, this, I, there need to be other options. I'm, and <clears throat> I shouldn't say there needs to be. There are. And I think we have to do, and, and and I think we do a decent job of trying to do that, especially now with bringing different people on, 
uh, on, on to the podcast. We're trying to show people that there are options, but you've got fashion designers. You've got, I mean, I remember back in the day where, when we didn't, there wasn't a choice. So, you know, those, those that came before us had to have that black yellow pages type deal and had to go to these different people that could give these goods and services. So we were, we were, uplifting each other for lack of a better term in that in that way economically um and now it's folks have kind of gotten away from that because it's not good enough i have to get what they have and show you that i have what they have and but like like king dino was saying they not even rocking it like that for what it's too expensive there there's a there's a thin line between oh i need to buy this because it's high quality you know, and then and then it's like, OK, you get to a certain point where, OK, the quality could have been gained at this lower level. Now you just buying it because it's got that brand name associated with it. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 There's there's this there's this line most deaf had. I'm, I'm trying to find it. I forget which song, which song it is. Um, I'm not sure if it was uh, mathematical, but he had this line. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase it. He's talking about um something about you know, people not knowing uh, how to um, express their joy and pain. Something else in the line talking about now how all these slaves is almost like slaves talking about who actually got the flyest chains. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I wish I could remember exactly what song it was, but that, that made sense to me a long, long time ago. Luckily, when I was a lot younger and, and I might have, you know, kind of gone down that road of, you know, hey, what what do I want to look a certain part? You know, what do I, and and that always hit me, man. And I I stopped wearing wearing jewelry because of that line. Not not that there's anything wrong with it. I don't mean to make it sound like, you know, hey, if you do want to wear, you know, you you wear what you want to wear. Yeah. But it it kind of made me ask the question, why and what am I really, what, what who am I trying to really impress with that? Is it me? Is it getting something I want? And why is this important? Uh, not to me, not really. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's kind of what I took from her. Yeah, my, my yeah, shackles, my shackles look better than yeah, your shackles. Right. Very deep topic. When, when we speak about, uh, jewelry gold, you know, us as a people, it is, it is our thing. So it's not like, that's not something that we actually took from our roots as well. But you have to, you know, do things in perspective to your budget. Let's keep it real, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you got uh, that layaway program. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like or look, 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 like Dr. Brooks said, they you're getting their finance. I'm gonna use this card and just pay, you know, monthly on it. Bro, did you... I put some I put something on it. <laughs> you might not need that, man. You're gonna let that go right quick, man. Sheesh. Hey, moving on. And uh, I'm going to play the wrong thing, you know, on purpose as a segue. Standing me in my home, girl, because we feel like, well, damn, if you can't go to bed on no chase, what the hell could you go? All right, cool. Uh, let's let's go ahead and get hey, into cool. this. <laughs> I said I was going to play it just to sit there and segue. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that restaurant, but I don't know. Yo, yeah. Some, yeah. Hey, some people know what that is right there. That's that's just a good time. I'm gonna play it again just because I like it, man. It's upsetting me in my home, girl, because we feel like, well, damn, if you can't go to bed on no chase, what the hell could you go? Man, I love it. All right, so I'm gonna play. The, I'm gonna play this real quick, and then we're gonna get, <laughs> and then we're gonna get into this this big deal. 
Because it is because it is a big deal. White House says President Biden will talk about Russia's invasion of Ukraine in his State of the Union address on Tuesday. Let's go now to our White House correspondent, uh, CNN's Arlette Sines. Uh, she's in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, where the president spent the weekend keeping an eye on Russia's aggressive and deadly onslaught against Ukraine. Arlette, uh, the State of the Union address comes at a very consequential time in his presidency. Yeah, Jim, this is really a high stakes moment as the president is set to address not just the country, but also the world as the, so many people around the globe are watching as the U.S. and its allies put up this strong denouncement against Russian President Vladimir Putin's moves and attack on Ukraine. And White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki today said that, yes, the topic of Ukraine and Russia's uh, aggression will be front and center in the speech. Take a listen. No question uh, that in the State of the Union, uh, the American people and anybody watching around the world will hear the president talk about the efforts he has led over the past several months to build a global coalition to fight, ag up against, fight against the autocracy and the efforts of President Putin to invade a foreign country. That is certainly something that is present in all of our lives and certainly in the president's life in this moment. Where do you think this thing is going, man? Like, honestly. Like, where, where's, where's it all going? Mm hmm with the traffic cops oh, of the world and as as someone said huh can, can we use can we use history as our as our as our uh, you know as our imagine our point of where this is going imagine if we did such a thing oh man it's it's crazy man um um i i don't want to get on politics but i will say that it's just so interesting how things always happen to line up right after the Republicans come out and the Democrats go in and here we go again. I just think it's big, it's, it's bigger than politics in, in my assessment. It honestly is. This is it, yeah. It, 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 yeah, this is this is world. This is this is huge. It don't matter like, who's in huge. office. This is just just it's just dumb. It regardless of like what side uh, of the aisle you are you are on and i'm not asking nobody's personal information but i will say this when you've got a former president uh, uh praising the actions of somebody who is doing things that could seem a tyrant yeah it could seem hostile to uh the well-being of the country that you were just the president of that's problematic i think we had a con when we had the conversation earlier this week henny you said you said something that it, it just made so much sense talking about the interests uh what what's in the best interest of America. You were saying I can I cannot remember what you said, but the we we talked for for nearly two hours. It was me, Henny Love, Pistol. Who else was on that on that call, Henny? Cleveland. Cleveland's drunk ass. Yeah. Yeah, Cleveland was up there. Hey, he hey, he thought he was, he was trying to make his little points though. He was yeah. <laughs> Cleveland was like, "I'm gonna get these points out, bro." But we had the a funny, good conversation though. The funny thing is, like the point that he was he was trying to be bring up regarding, um, it was something along the lines of you know the fact that America plays world police, and he was like, "Well, how come um, Germany isn't more involved?" in the defense of Europe, considering that they are the country that's like right there. You know what I mean? They yeah. have the biggest military influence in Europe. 
and I was sitting there listening to NPR today and they were talking about how the defense budget for Germany is going to be increased from, I don't know, like 1.2% to, to 2%, which is going to pretty much give it enough money to be able to get the resources and the troops necessary to prevent future issues like this in the future. Mm. Wow. So, I mean, it was, just, it was just interesting that, we, you know, we had talked about it and the fact that, you know, the United States has more, you know, troops in Europe than, you know, they all do. the rest of the countries combined. combined. And <laughs> it is that we are, you know I mean? Here it is that they're talking about now that we shouldn't necessarily have to be the world police, that other countries need to take a more proactive approach to, you know, defending the countries, you know, in their area. Yeah, somebody's trying to talk because I heard them take themselves off mute. Like, I'm about to get in this. Who is it? What, what's good? It was me, and then I bit <laughs> a piece of bacon and was all good. Um, So... <laughs> you can't make this shit up, man. You can't, because I really bit a piece of bacon. And, and then I was like, let me hold on just a sec. <laughs> the doctor is operating. So listen, <laughs> most of this shit is kind of like by design, right? You're the European countries and even Japan, where they have weakened militaries, it's kind of like that was the deal. World War II's over. You can't have a big ass military like you used to. So the Japanese said, "Fine, we making TVs and calculators," and the Germans said, "We making cars." Kiss our ass. And now we drive BMWs and we watch Sony television. But so, how are they going to stop a country like Russia? And then on top of that. Russia been telling everybody for about 15 years, we coming back for our USSR countries. We'll do it slow, we'll do it fast, but we coming back for them. And in response, the West has been like, well, they're going to join NATO so we can kick y'all in the ass and you'll never touch them. They're like, well, we're going to beat their ass before they get to you. They are. So that's where we're at. Yeah, but at the same time... I'm not justifying it, though. I'm just no, saying... No. Of course you're not, but... Yes, Russia has said that, you know, we are coming back for their countries. But I think the whole point of um, Joe Biden and other countries actually putting san sanctions on Russia ensures that they cannot make any money to actually do anything. So if you don't if you're not generating any money within your country, then clearly you're not going to be able to generate an effective military you know, force and or the resources needed in order to do any of that well you know what happens Hopefully man. It works. yeah but you know what happens folks will run that thing into the ground and say that it's the yep. fault of whoever they're going against as to mm -hmm. why you standing in this line to get bread they're gonna blame that other country which creates this whole hostile oh i can't wait to sit there bring somebody from the states to my face i'm gonna smack my swear you see what i'm saying it brings that whole um, animosity thing because he's he'll run his run his country dead into the ground and blame it on us. Well, meanwhile, meanwhile, while he's running his country dead into the ground, he'll be one of the richest men in the world. Factory. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he may be rich, but his country's going to be extremely poor. Like you've yep. seen some of the other, you know, war torn countries. You know, you look at countries like uh, like Libya. You know what I mean? Where the fall of their their dictator obviously you know threw their country into a into a spin and now they're one of the, the poorest countries in the world and and also you see what happened in Afghanistan as well I mean their government wasn't as structured you know as as Russia but you know they're you know on the verge of collapse as well you know what I mean like extremely poor no food 
you know, something like this continues to happen, and, and if the world continues to put sanctions on Russia, you know, there's a possibility that may happen to their people as well. But they're using the same logic that we went into Iraq with, which is we think they got some shit. We gonna have, we gotta go do something, and we got some people in there that need us. Who's doing and that? And they ran it. You, the, oh, Russia, Russia is saying that Ukraine. There are basically Russians in in Ukraine that need their support and that Ukraine is threatening them and they feel threatened. So this is a preemptive attack on the Ukraine to keep them from being a threat. That's what we did with Iraq. When we said they have WMDs, they got yellow cake and and, and everything else <laughs> there. And, 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 and we sent a bunch of people in there to die who ended up shooting a bunch of civilians and wilding out. We're, they're using the same logic we did. And in fact, they had already been doing it in other Middle Eastern countries as well. Russia was over there flexing and testing out whatever they just made militarily. Same thing we do. So, yeah, yeah. so it's like, eh, eh, it's, it, and that's why we ain't going over there. There's no justification for us we're to go. We're not now, going over there because we're, it's not a NATO country. No, but it ain't stopped us before. Well, now what, what are they talking about doing posturing folks in uh, Poland and Romania or something? What, what is I mean, that? they're 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 always postured there. We always have we always have exercises in those countries. I mean, we have exercises in Ukraine. Well, I'm talking you know about what I mean? the influx. So, I mean, as of right now, I'm pretty sure we already have troops on the ground. But I, you know, I, obviously, I don't, I don't have, I don't know nobody that's on the ground, you know, right now. But I mean, show of force and all that. Who knows what's going to happen within the next, true, true. you know, couple of couple of weeks? But uh, I think that NATO forces they probably want to do something. But you know, the simple fact is, right now, all they can potentially do is just provide them with arms, like we've been doing, you know, the past I don't know, you know, how many years since like '92, wherever, whenever they succeeded from, you know, the USSR. So. Superpowers don't really fight no more. They have proxy wars, and so. Superpowers haven't had a war since the 40s. Other than that, it's like, okay, we're going to give Afghanistan some weapons to mess with Russia. <laughs> or we're going to uh, give this country some weapons to mess with these folks. Yeah. And they do the same thing. We don't have direct wars no more because we know if we get a direct war, somebody might push the big red button. Ooh-wee. Uh, I live close to a damn military base. <laughs> well, you ain't gotta be now. To. Everybody throw them things up in the air. <laughs> exactly. You still got wind. You still got water. Everybody's done. True. True that. Yep. True that. It's a bad. It's a bad day. It's a bad day. Yeah. yeah. So but back to your original question: How do we feel about it? How are we feeling about it? What's the next thing that's gonna happen? Um, fear, obviously. We're also thinking that China's also been very, very quiet doing this whole thing as well. Because they didn't want no. Yeah. They didn't want it Actually, to go down like that. China been talking. They ain't no, they have. Oh, they have? China basically said we support the USSR in the state. US's fault. That is true because they also did take some of their wheat products. And who's the biggest um uh, producer of wheat in the entire world? Mother Russia. So it's interesting. Very, and very China's interesting. holding on balls hostage. They're like, hey, you can act up if you want. We're gonna shut down another semiconductor factory. <laughs> Y'all won't have no cars, and you know you bastards love the cars. I'm like this, though. You can't talk but so much shit when you owe people money. I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, if you break it down into hey. the simplest terms, I mean, like, bro, I know yeah. you ain't about to say shit. You still owe me. Like, that's what they saying. That's one of them things that don't say shit for the rest of the day. Like, like yeah, what? Yeah. God dang. Factory. Yep. See what I'm saying? CNC. Damn. Hey, Henny, hey, Henny got pe- <laughs> he got people really saying factory, dog. Like that shit clean though, you know what I'm saying? I like, like it. the delivery too. Shit. Factory. We're just lucky we can talk about it instead of having to go jump in and get our squad on. Hey, right. Hey, that's yeah. a good, hey, it's a good feeling. That's now, what I Now yeah. I feel like some the other 99, you know. There is no possibility cuz I was talking about this with you Aries yesterday like I told you, you I ain't going nowhere. Okay. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. Right. No, don't Did do it either, time, brother. Hey, I put down Did 20 I, 24. Boom. I put, I gave you 24 years. I I'm good. Hey, um let let me let me share a little personal story real quick, real quick. I got out the army in 2000 like December of the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And ETS in January of 2001. And you guys know what happened September of 2001, 9-11. Yeah. Okay, I, I just started my job that I'm currently at, 20 years, you know, at, at the job. And long story short, yes, they did call Sergeant Mitchell back. They sure did. Damn. They were like, hey, uh... You know, 9-11 just happened. We, 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 oh. you, st- you still train. I never knew that. you back. Yes, yeah. they did. I was... Yeah, they, um, caught, they caught a lot of people back. I do remember I do remember that when, when Stop and Loss happened because we had... Because I was in a in an Army unit. I was only airman in, in, an, in an Army Airborne unit at the time. And there were folks that were, you know, getting out and they actually had to... They, you know, canceled all their orders and they couldn't separate. And yeah. they, they probably stayed in for like an additional, you know, five, six, seven months or whatever until like after, until after all this stuff, you know, died down. And that was that was like the only time. Cause you know, people always talk about stop loss all the time, but yeah, that is, I definitely remember that. I just, that was, I, I didn't know Big Nancy got caught up in that. I, I honestly didn't oh, know okay. that. I, I when I found what? out that was today. So yeah, let. Yeah, you was today years wow. old when you were yeah. like that. <laughs> Facts. A factory, excuse me. But this this is how this is how God blessed me with that with that whole situation. I had already did five active and they did call me back. I had just started my job where I'm at now. And that did play a part in it because if I was just a soldier out here looking for employment, yeah, right. they like, Well, well, you ain't got shit going on, come on back. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was it was literally like and they also considered where I was going, what I was doing, you know, if I was just working as a security guard in between looking for something, then they like, nah, bro, come on back. So, um, I signed up for, um, at, what is it called? Active reserve, active, uh, active yeah, you know, I'm in the reserve active guard. I, they, they could, I still had three more years. Cause technically, I don't know if y'all remember, but when you sign up, you actually sign up for eight, whether you do eight or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had to ride the uh, the crest, if you will. I was on the surfboard waiting for, are they gonna really pull me or not? But Pause. I will tell you at um, at nine eleven, because of what happened here in our nation and how it struck the heart of America so deeply, a lot of young brothers jumped up to the plate to where I was no longer called off. They never even called me in for anything, you know. 
because a lot of people actually volunteered. If you guys remember, oh yeah, we had yeah. a lot of Patriots jump up. We had a lot of Patriots, young soldiers. We had an NFL player get out the NFL to go third. Man, come on, let's, let's, let's keep it real. Hey, that was a good look, man. That was a, that was a good look. I can't be mad at that. Them, re- hey, them, uh, <laughs> them recruiters was loving it. They were. They sure their could. job was too easy. All you gotta do is be like, new phone, who this? <laughs> and you might not have to go if you don't want to go. Hey, you the book. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't trying to go, you'll be like, new phone, who this? Who this? Mm. Man, please. What was your MOS when you were in? Uh, I was 95 Bravo Combat Military um, MP. So um, I, they definitely could have used me as a sergeant, especially because. When they pulled me onto the uh, active guard thing, I went to one drill, y'all. This is the funniest thing that ever happened to me. We, we know because we used to be running at 6 in the morning. They was like, man, y'all waking everybody up with all that damn noise. <laughs> yeah, man. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, the Army is a little bit different than the Air Force, y'all. So I don't know who's what or whatever. But, like, we did PT every day faithfully. Every day. Mm. And... You know, when I went to my one drill, I got stripes. Now I'm Sergeant Mitchell. I was staff start I was a staff sergeant promotable when I got out. I never I never got my rocker because I didn't re enlist. If I re enlist, I already had the points. But you know, they they're not gonna give me no rocker so I could get out the army. No. They're gonna give that to the guy who's gonna stay in. Y'all know how it go. Y'all y'all know the politics of it. And I wasn't mad at it either. I'm like, I don't need no rocker, I'm leaving. So but I knew I had a squad, so I'm a squad leader. And so he sits, or if you will, you know, um, I get to this active guard post, whatever, just telling some stories. But, man, th- there's no respect for an NCO there. There's, it's, it's like everything is just out of order. There's no discipline. There's, I'm like, oh, I can't do this shit because, excuse my French, but if I go to war with these people, man, yeah, you know, uh, no, I can't do it, y'all, because... When you're active duty and you're on the front lines like that, like I, I've been around and I've seen some stuff. And if I tell my soldier to duck, I need him to duck. I don't need him to be like, why? Why what would I hell? duck now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, don't duck then. Boom. Come on. Go on, keep your head up, just dumbass. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, I, it, it's funny, man. I have to, I get a lot of questions just because of, you know, my military past from, you know, people that I work with now, you know, what, what'll happen if, you know, if there's a, if there's a draft, I'm like, look, first of all, you, you don't, you don't understand. You don't want people who don't want to be there next to you at war. You, you don't, you don't want that. In fact, you don't want some people who are there who said they want to be there, but show Mm -hmm. otherwise Mm. next to you. Mm. You I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I get it, man. People are just afraid and they want answers. I mean, I, I I understand, but they ain't know, afraid to get some free like protection. Every, hey, everybody, <laughs> calm down. Everybody, calm down and relax. I've seen some people. Some people when they're like, you know, what if we get drafted? I'm like, you're fat as fuck. They're not gonna pick you. <laughs> oh, for sure. They're not gonna. And you me. got diabetes. What the hell? Yeah. Sit your sloppy ass now. I can cut bacon off your back. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, man, you got everybody it, it's just kinda like, you know, everybody's like, Oh, well if they if they attack, you know, the United States and blah, blah blah everybody's like, But I got a gun, I'm like, let me tell you, 
half half the people who walk around with firearms around here once again have no clue what it's like to be shot at shoot at somebody else shoot move communicate any other thing you know i'm like you you guys you guys don't understand you know it's not like you're shooting at a at a paper target they be tearing them paper targets up yeah 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 but but they (laughs) but they out of shape they can't walk to their mailbox like you really think you're going to be effective in some kind of battle oh yeah them golf cart sales are up around here (laughs) right (laughs) they be buying them golf carts I mean, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, like I said, I mean, I I understand people are just scared. They want answers, and 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 who wouldn't? But still, relax. Everybody, calm down. Yeah, you're (laughs) right. Um, I will say this though. I see. I gotta. I I I have PTSD in multiple ways, and this is diagnosed, y'all. So I'll say this. As soon as this stuff started jumping off, I was I was checking ammo. I was making sure we good over here, you know. So. That's one thing I always I was like, what is that noise? Did he just do a desk pop? I was like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Desk pop. Oh gosh. That's funny. Um, funny. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It I mean, but I I have to echo the sentiments of of Henny. Uh at least the the sentiments what he was saying in the conversation that we had earlier this week. Man, we ain't going nowhere. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, we we good. Ain't nobody messing with us. We straight. Yeah, we ain't getting called know. back to do nothing. No, nah. they, Hey, if they want to sit there and see nah. a see an old dude fart, then they then they might they might call me back. Hey, <laughs> and I'm like, what? If they want to see that? They can just go check out the guard because <laughs> I've definitely seen fifty year old vibes and shit out there. So, hey. I mean. They got enough of that as it is. They don't. They don't need my. Yeah, you got a hundred year old, hundred year old specialist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like that, that's why they. That's why they didn't want to listen to Big Nasty. There's like this little young dude coming up in here, think he's doing something. <laughs> that's a true. Man, they did not want no part of my strikes. They were like, "Who do you think you are?" And I'm yeah, like, "Man, man, you don't know. I had to earn these, man. Y'all, man, I can't do this." Man, he was like, "I'm grown. Gonna go somewhere." There was a dude who was, um, I'm pretty sure when, like, it was, it was probably around September 11th or whatever. But um, we were gearing up to do something, and I was talking to. This old head dude, I didn't even know he was even in the military, but he was in the guard. He was doing his time over over in Europe. But this dude was a, a spec for, and he was talking about when he was in Vietnam. What? Yeah. 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 To where you was in Vietnam, dude. Like, that's just ridiculous. These are the type of people that they got in some of these in these units. Yeah. Oh, that you, hey, that's how they say sometimes in, in order to rank up, bro. Somebody, somebody, somebody got to die. Yeah, they had some funeral services. <laughs> that's that's the promotion way. That's how you get promoted. Oh, like, sheesh. Sheesh, boy. Sheesh. Smitty, All right, man. I uh, Interesting, interesting topic. Very interesting topic we're dealing with. Yeah, we're going to keep it. We got to keep, keep the developments on it because, I mean, hey, it, it's fluid, as they say. So, yeah. Every day is another day. I mean, like like was mentioned, he's got a state of uh, Biden has a state of the union address coming up. So there's that. We'll see how this thing thing shakes out, yeah. man. But uh, oh. what's up? Let's say very quick. It was the fact that I don't know if you check like you know ESPN or whatever because you know obviously you have you know basketball players or whatever that play 
you know, overseas. And there have been quite a few of them dudes that are like stuck in the Ukraine now. Oh. You know, they can't get out because mm-hmm. obviously oh. everything's shut down. Um, there is a dude, I guess, who has a son. I don't know. I'm not gonna say his name, but um, he was he was in the military, and, and I and I guess he was he was talking to my wife or whatever. And his son, I think, is he might be married to a, a Ukrainian woman, and he's stuck over there, and they're not letting him go. And I don't know if this is exactly true, but they're saying that they're not letting grown men leave. Oh no. Like the age- uh-uh. Age age eighteen to sixty one. You cannot leave. Yeah. So even though he's an a he's an American, the fact is that he's able bodied and he's he suiting up to fight for the Ukrainian army, but at, at this moment they are not letting bro he probably got a helmet on and he got a gun. He 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 holding yeah. it down. That could be an interesting story. So yeah, like all that type of shit is happening. Um the Russian army just took took over the capital Kiev, and then I'm pretty sure you know that they took over um, the area that Chernobyl is in. So there's going to be a lot of wild developments happening. Can't even say over the next couple of weeks. It's probably going to be over the next couple hours, you know, or days as we see the the, the Russians advancing across the country. Oh, one last thing. Did you did you see the uh, the video of the Russian warship? That tried to take over Snake Island before what? they yeah. like, they took it yeah. over. They they bombed the shit out of it. You know, put all the folks on there. But they, what they say? They <laughs> they, what they said, hey hey warship, fuck you. Russian warship. No, they said go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man. They, like, go they ahead, do everything, man. They wilding. Yep, Leonidas right there. Hey. Come and get them. Yeah, man. Sheesh. Do the thing, boy. What's the dude's name? The uh, well, we don't know. It's a dude. Might be a woman. Who knows? Um, the big, the Ukraine big that shot that became an ace in one day. Shot down like six Russian aircraft. Oh yeah, dang. Yeah, that's so, what's up. <laughs> and God bless him. You know? Yeah, man. Oh, I said it. Isn't it interesting how people over there fight to protect their capital and not storm it when Ooh. things don't go their oh, way? Oh, did you what? Did you really <laughs> go there? Oh <laughs> gosh! Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Ice cream. <laughs> hey, what about what about the uh, the Klitschkoff brothers, the boxers? Oh, oh yeah. yes, Vladimir yeah, was the mayor of Kiev. Yeah. Yep. Doing big things. Why you say was like it's past tense, like he's dead already? No, he just because it ain't no more Kiev. Like talking about it, like hey, that's the way to that's the way to say it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Checking it. Humble yourself. There's a lot of (laughs) you. That's Doctor Brooks. Stay humble. Hey, hey, them do some badasses too. Yes, they are. Because they, 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 they can take their millions and go and live posh, and they're like, you know what? Fuck this shit. We in it. I mean, they ain't got no choice, yeah. honestly, man. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say they don't have no choice, but you, you know how the court of public opinion is, you know, these days, day and age for these individuals. Because you even look at a lot of the, um, a lot of the Russian NHL players are getting like super flat. So there's been a call to, to actually remove all the Russian NHL players. Man, honestly, they'd get uh, their ass beat. Think about it in the locker room. You say some sideways shit right now. Come on, you, know, man. you would get your ass whooped. Make up a huge but, but no, but more so, the NHL. Is, 
But think about this, man. That's super invasive. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not making these calls. I just play hockey. You know what I'm saying? And now, yeah, yeah. But like I said, on, say something sideways. And you know, people then, talking. Then, but, you but, in the locker room? They gonna but, ask you what but, you think about it. But it's not only. I mean, because you gotta. There's so many people in Russia that do not support what's going on. That I mean, sure. look, to, to the fact that there's so many protests right now. Five years ago, those protesters would have been lined up and shot, right? They don't have time yeah. for it now. We don't know what happened they, to their asses. Let's be real said, about that. I think they said, I think they said 2,500 protesters got arrested. Is the last I heard. Yeah, we saw yeah, them. But, we saw them get into the the paddy wagon. But yeah, what happened but, after but that? You don't know. Right, true enough. But but they're still doing. There's still people protesting. They're not letting that mm. stop them. That's true. You know, there's still people. Protesting. A lot of people don't just don't look, man. It's unfair. It's unfair. This. And 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 I, and I always tell people this too. Look, everybody thinks they have an idea. Like we we just talked about what is go to war. Everybody talks about they want to fight. Most people, normal people, doesn't matter where you're from, just want to live a normal life. Yeah. Right. These politicians have these ideas of of what it is to con- conquest and power and these and things like that. And they might have some supporters, but make no mistake, the supporters don't want to pick up arms and go get into that. Go start jamming. Most yeah. of those people don't want to do that. That's true. Right? Those people don't want to do that. The people in Kiev don't necessarily want to, but they will because they're still their homeland. They'll, they'll do what they have to do. Yeah. But, man, you got so many Russians who don't agree and don't want to be in on that. Sure. You I mean, and, we and can't hold these people uh, accountable for what their their uh, politicians are doing. I mean, think right, about it. Right. Just a few years ago, I mean, folks would probably be like on us, like what y'all doing? Look, look, probably. it's what not you, me. What do you mean probably? You right? Yeah, I you mean, right. They were. Look, I mean, there's, there's, there's no probably to it. You know, I mean, it happens. I heard one of the most, one of the deepest things I ever heard. I was watching. I forget the name of the podcast, but there was this, this ex Navy SEAL, and this dude. You know, you look at him. You know, he's your typical. You know, look, look, kind of redneckish. You know, I, I don't mean to say that. You know, just negative. Just, you look at me, you have this idea of who he is. That dude said something that just kind of shook me to the core. He was like, "Look, I'm over there doing something against this guy who doesn't look like me. He may be from here. He may not be from here. Here's the thing: neither one of us think we're wrong. Hmm. True story. You, you know, he was like, neither one of us think we're wrong. He thinks that he's here for a just cause." And I think I'm here for a just cause. Yeah. You know what? I can't. And he's like, I can't honestly tell that guy that he is wrong. You can't. You know, and, and I mean, and that that that's that meant that for me, I was like, man, you know, because I, I suffered, you know, with staying in the military, you know, because I just didn't agree with some of the things that we were doing. And, you know, as photojournalists, we see things from a whole different light. Most definitely. You know, as a, as a combat cameraman. Man, look, you, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you guys, and look, I was in Bosnia and Kosovo, um, Iraq, Afghanistan. I saw a lot of stuff that made me really think, is my moral compass in the right? Why am I actually right. here? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. Why am I actually here? You, you know, know what? That, I wouldn't say, I would say that that probably I knew I'm, I knew years ago, but at the same time, like right after, I want to feel like the day after I retired, like that shit really hit me. You know, we were, like what it is, you know, that we were doing while yeah. while we were there. Yeah, because like yeah. you said, each side thinks what they're doing is doing is just right. 
You know what I mean? It's like it's all about it's all about perspective. They looking at us like we're the bad guy. Like you over here in our country, you know, trying to dictate what it is that know, we that gonna do. Yeah, yeah, you know, factory, yeah, yeah. straight factory. <laughs> yeah, and and it and it's hard. And and you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, man. Look, I, one way or another, I gotta come home. And yeah. and I and I'm not making apologies about trying to do that. And I hope you know when I leave that that there wasn't life lost and and some something some, we we look like we're getting close to some type of resolution but make no mistake i want to go home and if i if it's me or you hey man we, we're gonna do what we gotta do Fact. True. Yeah, but, you got but, to. but when you yeah but but when you really think about it it's kind of like you know what what am i really doing do i agree with this and and here's the thing like i said as as, as photojournalists you know and, and broadcast journalists you know i learned that my job wasn't necessarily my job was honestly to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. I, I just got to tell the truth. There's no right or wrong about it. I, I have to tell the truth. I, I actually got in some trouble for not documenting something that that I won't say who wanted me to document and show it show something in a certain light. Mm-hmm. I got in a lot of trouble for that downrange. I was like, ah, that's it's not true. What you want me to do is false. Yeah, but then- and, and I'm not. There's a, I mean, you know how that is, though. I mean, there's there there are a whole lot of elements in regards to how information is presented, especially during war. I'm pretty sure we can have a whole nother podcast about that. Some <laughs> yeah. of in regards to information related capability, but um, sure. But but to know that somebody wants you to document in a certain way, mm-hmm. it's not like they've taken my imagery and now you know taking my captions, paraphrasing what I say, putting yeah. their spin on. No, 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 no. You're sending me out to go get something that's not true. Period. Yeah, hey, Sarmickle. Hey, 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 Sarmickle, make it look like this. Nah, no, I'm not doing nah. that. <laughs> not, not doing it. Nah. You know? So I mean it it's that that's the hardest part when when I look at what's going on in the Ukraine, man. No nobody you know, you got some of these soldiers. Who knows what some of these Russian soldiers are told? Who oh, knows? you know it's but being spun. Yeah, but but and they're they're kids and they're incorrigible people just like anybody else, man. And you know what? They they probably think they're right. Yeah, you know a lot no. of them. But but I guarantee wait, you, no. there's some who wait. know they're wrong. But, wait, but wait, somebody... no, no, no. You got to remember, as a service member, you definitely know you're right. What are you What are you trained to do? You, oh, you're trained to execute your orders. That's yeah. it. You're not. You're not trained thinking on these levels that we're talking about my brothers you're trained to execute your orders that's it yeah and, and, and you know what sometimes said, you can take comfort in well i'm not going to say you can you try to take comfort in it i was just doing what i was told because there's <laughs> honestly yeah. there's so much stuff like like you said like the day but after honestly, you were, though. the honestly, day you were, the day after you retire the day after you retire you kind of start really seeing I was out there doing some some bullshit in some cases, and it really yeah, but, but it really look, messes with you. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. I'm not acting like what I did. You know, they're ordering me to do something in this violent manner to mm. take some type of action. I'm still I'm a documentation specialist. You know, I'm I'm a photographer, right? It, it's mm. I I guarantee you, there's probably some guy out there who's an operator who might look at something he's doing now and say, okay, you know, this this isn't right. You know, this is this is different, you know, yeah. so there's excuse me, there's levels to it for sure. But but, you know, when you look at it in a whole, 
you're absolutely right. We are we are trained to take orders, but I'm I'm nobody's dog. You know, I know when something's right and something's wrong. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's, that's when we yeah. started talking about like the Vietnam era when you had all the protests and all that going on in our country. So it's mm-hmm. you know, and us as brothers, basically in the Vietnam era, we were the first on. We was like boots on the ground, first into it, first with the smoke. We was the ones that was there first and pulled out last. You know, so. Uh, talking going back to earlier in our podcast with the Buffalo Soldiers, it's like that's what they've done to us as a people throughout the history of our lives in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, we could stay. Let, let we could still stay up here and chop it up, but I'm gonna let our listeners go. I want to thank all of y'all who joined us. You know what I mean? Make sure you join us uh, next week. We are also starting a new thing that we're putting on YouTube, uh, and I'll give you more information on that later. It's called All That Ish Faded. Uh, but it's going to be on YouTube, so you're going to be able to see folks and interact with us and everything like that, so that'll be a good look. Hey, until next time, take it easy, Greasy. You got a long way to slide. Yummy? 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 <laughs>